Welcome back to another episode of the podcast that we are working in, in Aves, a podcast that is uh, meant to be to share about technology uh, for AEC industry. Uh, today we have a new guest. We're going to talk a little bit about what's the thing about security in AEC and what's what's happening with the technology and what are like best practices that we can have to have a good security inside our technology, uh, maybe a good uh, workflow inside our our process, so we can actually improve our quality in design, in, uh, in BIM, in, in coordination, in, in different areas that probably people that listen to this podcast is working at the moment. Uh, so we want to we wanna talk this about this, this particular subject that I found really interesting about security because we normally don't talk a lot about security. And personally, I've been in different projects where uh, you cannot share data with other people just like, hey, I have this project here and there you go. Uh, there's like a specific structure on how you need to uh, uh, save and configure your files so you don't have any problems uh, regarding who will steal your information, uh, a specific way of reading parameters or like uh, creating scripts so, so you know exactly how to, to identify that the model is good uh, based on specific terms of, um, of norms uh, and rules that you have in a project uh, between the whole uh, um, participants that are working this in these projects, so definitely security is something important. Like you, you won't find like models uh, of uh, stadiums or airports just like in internet, just by clicking and having uh, all this information with all these uh, really high uh, and detailed data about how they build it, how it's structured, how it's done. So. So that's where we, we're going today. So welcome, Valentin Nobs. Today we have Valentin Nobs that will will be here with us today, and uh, it's really nice to have you today with uh, to the, in this podcast. So uh, welcome. Uh, I'll give you the word, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and where what are you up to recently? Okay, thanks, thanks, Samuel, for having me. Uh, so exciting to to be here. Um, so, like you said, my name is uh, Valentin Nopes. I'm an architect, licensed architect. I currently live in Miami. And I started my career not doing BIM or programming or security. Uh, I started my career, I used to, have to own a company that we used to do renderings. And then we found out that it was a good business to automate the process to rendering for games or architects. So that was my first approach with uh, seriously uh, programming uh, things. And then uh, I moved on into working with a um, couple of BIM firms, uh, well-known in the market. Um, and after that, I started working as a CTO of uh, Works, which is a consulting firm. And that led me to consult firms like uh, Facebook or Google or, or Tesla in terms of uh, technology to be applied to the AC. And now I'm the CEO of Everse, where we're basically a bunch of architects, engineers, developers, and nerds that we just create stuff for the AC industry. Uh, so that's me in a nutshell. And that sounds really good. Like, uh... Like uh, coming and going from architecture and just travel in the in a different kind of path to what normally people 
uh, or architects start like working on projects like uh, you know they focus more maybe on design or stuff like that and having this gaming experience and this other like uh, knowing not different fields i think gives you also a different perspective on how you can approach uh these terms of uh of coming back to the ac you know like uh it's kind of like a roundabout, like a traveling the world and then figure out like, okay, this is a solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but uh, it's just fun to combine uh, different processes of, of way of working from engineer films like computational design to architecture or even cybersecurity. So it's kind of like a big challenge. And I feel that there is a a lot of things to do in our industry nowadays. So it's kind of a, like an exciting time to be an architect who, who coaches on, on the industry. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, that's one of the, that's a really good point because this comes with a, with a quick question that I have, like, uh, how's your experience on, on coding? Like uh, a lot of uh, people that wants to get involved in coding Especially in the AC industry, I believe that they are not familiar with this type of language. You know, it's a language that is basically for people that are programmers that uh, maybe they work on webs websites, front end, back end, stuff like that. But then, uh, when it comes with to architecture, uh, I mean, the community is increasing on uh, all around the world, and more people is uh, learning how to code nowadays. It's uh, information and how to learn is getting really easy through internet. Uh, compared to, I don't know, like five years ago was like way harder. But uh, in, in AC, how, how do you see people uh, getting familiar with coding? Uh, do you still see uh, a great development, a great evolving on this term, or does it still a, a bit stuck? Uh, everyone is kind of playing around. How do you see it in your experience? Uh, I guess that compared to previous decades, um, there is a big progress on this, but if you compare it to the whole industry, we're just still a super small portion of people who do it. Um, most consultant firms, we know each other and I'm just speaking worldwide. So if you can name all the companies that are doing something, there are not too many companies doing it, right? Um, but um, I guess, I guess people sometimes like, Says, say that everybody needs to know how to code, but I'm not really, I'm, uh, I agree with that because mm -hmm. like it, it is important to know how coding works. Yes, I agree that. that that's important to like, like any other technology, it's important to know how AI works to see if I can uh, like implement it in a process that I do in my company, whether I want to automate the design of a building or something like that. But there is no need for you to actually code. And, and that's, that's something that is super interesting and it's great when that happens. But I also encourage people not to get frustrated and try to go and try to learn code. Like if it is for you, yes. If not, you can be a band manager or you can focus more on the UX UI design or you can focus yourself on the testing side of the applications. Like there are so many other fields that are super interesting and are super important to, to the, the development process of applications as well. So that's kind of uh, something I try to encourage people because sometimes programming can be a tough curve, learning curve at the beginning. 
And and um, how how would you say that uh, coding life is inside Evers at the moment? Uh, how how would you describe it? <laughs> it's uh, super fun and it's a crazy journey because we have so many different profiles: architects, civil engineers, UX designers, industrial designers, uh, DevOps uh, developers. So it's kind of a and interesting stuff where everything we do is custom built. So each of our clients are different in their needs. And it's kind of exciting that um, we're getting requirements or super or super interesting projects. And at the same time, we have kind of a lab where we experiment with uh, interesting stuff that we uh, we can see as the future, like AI like creating our own uh, AI models and trying to do something with that or or playing with security uh, and trying to break stuff and see if it is secure enough for us to use it. Um, so it's kind of a, a fun ride for sure. And we're getting so many requirements from the industry. So um, I'm super happy about it and, and, and about the team, which is an amazing group of people. Yeah, that's that's an amazing. Like, um, definitely, uh, one of the things that I uh, I agree with 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 you that you are mentioning is that uh, how does that diversify is the is the requirements or are the requirements from different companies because everyone is doing different jobs, everyone is doing different tasks, and sometimes we believe that architecture and construction is just about A B C, you know, and then at the end you have your building and. You designed it, you develop some floor plans, and then you build it. And that's kind of like a, not at all what's going on nowadays. Uh, actually, there's a lot of, uh, uh, a huge amount of things that you can do nowadays in, in terms of, uh, of a project. And especially in every stage of every phase of the project is different. The requirements that you, you need for a conceptual project are way different than the ones you need for coordination, way different to the ones that you need for construction. So. It's actually a world that is quite vast. Uh, myself, I've been involved uh, mainly in the technology part and design development phase of the projects. That's kind of one of my strengths. And uh, so I have to be in, in, in communication with the people that was doing the concept and also to be in communication with the people that is actually building. So I'm like in the middle of them. Uh, and and <laughs> I see how... In the middle. <laughs> yeah. And, and I see how different they are, you know, and... How how uh, how different they also think about the project and what and the huge difference that they that they have between requirements about information and uh, how to store uh, information. Where can they pick up uh, specific information? Like uh, if they are lacking of something or not. And it's um it's it's a tricky wall, I would say that uh to to figure out how to connect all these links and and for me definitely programming is. Uh, one of the tools, I will say, one of the languages that uh, has been helping me to make my life easier uh, in terms of uh, the complexity that uh, projects sometimes require. You know, like uh, I, I, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be possible to do something like that with just with a typical CAD software. Uh, it wouldn't be cheap, uh, enough just to know um, a difference. I don't know, Revit, Blender, uh, Grasshopper, whatever some would you want to do is for construction. You, you really need... Uh, well, if you are involved in this world and you actually need to uh, share a lot of information, I think programming is the is the key. And 
and it's a super fun tool to to use. And uh, and this comes with this different question, like uh, so how how do we move to security in 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 terms of AC? What's what what will you define that is security in AC, Valentin? I I always I always do analogies um, with this topic that it is is it is like like a house, right? If I tell you to build a house, you're gonna put a front door, right? And you're gonna put a lock on that front door, right? Like you're not gonna leave it open because somebody can get even if you're in a nice neighborhood, you will never do it, right? You will close your doors. Uh, close close your windows, set an, an, an alarm. Also, I don't know, get a safe where you can put your money just in case someone breaks in, they cannot take stuff from the safe. So security in in, in the virtual world, it's, it's pretty much the same. Is like you, you always try to set up a password on an app, right? And you will never share the, the password of your email, right? So yeah. it's like, but at the same time, people do like stuff without thinking. I feel that there is no there is not much training on this topic on the industry or in most industries. And, it, and it's I know it's not the funniest uh, topic because I rather prefer to discuss how the house is built and if and the, the color of the walls and whatever. I don't want to discuss the type of lock that we're gonna set up. But <laughs> it is important because you can get robbed. So. Um, and, and hacking is that. Hacking is defined as basically exploiting weaknesses of applications or users or, or getting any unauthorized access. So we, we can define it as that. And, and it's just a crazy world because things happen like what we were saying about Dynamo. Um, Dynamo is a good example. We just did uh, a post on it where we created a Dynamo node. We uploaded it to the store. And then that Dynamo node, we started small getting information like the MAC address, which is a unique um, number of each computer, which is not really useful for hacking, but we started small. Then we went to the IP. With the IP, you can cause damage, know exactly where the person is located, and you can do a lot of a lot of things. After that, we we decided, well, what the heck? Let's start stealing stealing information out of the computer. So we started with uh, with uh, uh, Chrome history, so you can get all the websites and when this person entered this type of websites. So if you're looking at certain nasty stuff, you so. will show that to someone. And then we got even more serious by um, basically installing a keylogger on a computer, which basically tracks everything you type on your computer. Okay. So, and we were able to retrieve passwords uh, and, and credentials and, and documentation and whatever it's in your computer. So it's like, yeah, you're setting up a password in your computer. So it's like you're locking your front door but you're leaving the, the back door open. So it's kind of it's kinda crazy. That's that's my feeling with the industry uh, nowadays. Okay. And one of the, I mean, it sounds like um, super crazy, definitely a practice that has been out there for like a long time, not only in AC. Uh, I have I have friends that are also are involved in terms of technology, not in the AC, but uh, 
they talk about hacking from 10 years ago since the beginning of the internet actually I think that's when the first hackers actually appear and they figure out like how can we do this and that and and back in the day no, nobody was paying attention because internet was not like a big thing at the moment uh, and no, no one cared about information the way that we care now about information right uh, now we have this, fam this famous phrase about like uh, uh, data is a new petrol in the world and information is a is a new value for for, for the for the planet in terms of the possibilities that you can do with it um now i think also uh well in terms of ac and i would say that hacking uh will focus in actually in getting information that is valuable for your projects you know like uh, and just like you were saying, when, with the use of AI, uh, imagine if you have the information of uh, 25 stadiums collected, then you can actually, I mean, it's not a huge data, but like, uh, just like to, to give you an example, and you can start like playing with all this data that you have from these stadiums to the, and put it to the AI of collecting all the facility buildings of something and play with the data. And again, connected to different technologies, you can actually build something really valuable. There, yeah, there are so many things you could do uh, with or without AI. Like without AI, imagine if uh, the model of a jail gets released to the public. Yeah, like that, that, that's the best example ever. Like, or well, I was uh, a couple of years ago. I was uh, leading a casino in Vegas. Imagine that having the the, the beam model of a casino and knowing exactly how the casino works. Yeah, that's. Kind of like dangerous stuff, um, and it doesn't matter if it is one or a thousand. With just one, you can cause a lot of damage. Um, and and believe me, the, the the security of 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 models in general, like rabbit models, are are, are not good at all, at yeah. all. Um, but what you're saying about AI, it's a good topic because kind of like AI allows you to. Uh, be more efficient when you're hacking because um, if I'm a hacker, it's kind of like a combination between trying to find the, the logic of trying to break something, like trying to go through a door on a, on a house or social so, or, or doing it in a, in a social way. Try to convince the owner to open the door and then when you're in, just put a gun to the head of the guy. So here it's pretty much the same. And AI helps you a lot on either identifying people who can be willing to give you information. Okay. Like convince them in a certain way, kind of like, you know, those scams that uh, sent you like, hey, you know what? We're your bank and we need your credit card information. Well, still people fall for it, from it. And AI can help you like improve the messages and tweak them until they are the most efficient. Like you're trying to sell something. Well, here you're trying to convince someone to open the door. That's something where you can get a lot of uh, help. And the other one is AI helping you to try to break the door. The fastest, the better. It can help you. Like there are even studies that most likely people are going to use certain passwords depending on. Um, their background, depending on the name of the family, depending on their age, depending on like uh, if they went to college or not. Like there is even a book about this. And 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 the crazy thing is that AI 
can give you the most possible options that a person might be using. So instead of you doing a brute force of trying your password, like let's try zero and then one and then two and then three and, and all the possible options, which can take a lot of time, you can use AI to speed that up a lot. Okay. So it's it, it, it kind of like AI, it's amazing. And it's amazing for the good things and the bad things as well. So it's it's kind of like a fun time because AI is being used by everybody, good people and bad people alike. So um, that, that's what's happening right now. Oh, and it's it's definitely becoming something that uh, we need to start paying attention. Uh, uh, normally, I have heard about different industries that use a lot of technology where, where they actually use security and they are, they focus a lot on this. And I think in AC is still like a completely, uh, I would say not lost, but it's really low on how much attention we pay to it. Like uh, when we think about security, we think maybe, oh, I have a hard drive where I store my information and it's all good. And, and or I have a, this cloud and that's where I have my information. And because it's in the cloud, it's so good. Like it's not, I, I haven't been in a company, honestly, that uh, they have a lot of um, uh, stuff developing in, in terms of security. Maybe I remember one company that I used to work uh, some years ago, maybe like, like four, four or five years ago. And that was a company that, uh, uh, they have you with a lot of uh, restrictions in, in, in terms of which uh, sites can you access in the in the web and the browsers. Uh, the the hard drives were like actually not, were controlled by uh, an IT team where all the information was there. Like uh, you couldn't even uh, even if you have the information of, of of all the employees in the company, so you can actually like kind of like take a look. There was like still some boundaries on how much information you you can see from from any from everyone, and um, personally, like uh, I, I used to think like, oh, okay, this is too much. Like uh, it's kind of like uh, I don't know. I feel like in a, in the jail of the internet because I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm restricted. You know, I cannot go outside the internet. I just do all this stuff and stuff like that. But uh, looking looking at looking at these from a from a safety point of view, uh, and how to, can you protect the information of your projects? Because uh, again, just like you were saying, this example of the casino and uh, uh, and uh, like the casino, there are different different projects, like uh, gas projects, like uh, industry projects that uh, are required to create petrol and stuff like that. So. Uh, it's important that we that we are careful and not in terms because we believe that we live in a really bad world or stuff like that. I think it's important, just like you were saying about your house, like some privacy is always good about the information that you are using. And um, now, how how do you see the industry of AEC start uh, adapting to these uh, safety standards? Do you see or do you believe that uh, we'll come up with some the sort of rules, just like uh, when Beam came and they start to create the Beam forum and all these kind of rules of what's a uh, LOD and how's these, uh, what's the level of information of the model. Uh, do you see something like that happening in terms of safety or do you see it as a private consultancy team? Because uh, uh, I believe like companies are going to need it more uh, as, as the years come by, you know. 
So how do you how do you see it? I, I guess um, we're still too early for that. In terms of, we're still trying to convince more companies, like most companies in the U.S., to use Beam. Most companies in the U.S. don't don't use Beam at all. So um, we we cannot even convince them to do that. Less convince them to like automate processes or start. Uh, being more technological or innovative about what they do, then uh, about security. So it's kind of like, I feel it's still, still a long road to get there. And and for me, it's, it, it's funny because um, when you're living in a house, you can go to a ni- nice neighborhood, right? And the odds of you being robbed are going to be less if you're uh, in a bad neighborhood, for example, well, that's what you feel, right? Like you can take care of measurements like that or uh, live in a close uh, neighborhood or something like that. Yeah. The problem with the internet is that there, there is no close neighborhood or there is no good or bad neighborhood. We're all in the same neighborhood in the world. So anybody can can access your information. So it's a false feeling of security. So even, even when there is, I feel that um, implementation of rules or, or certain um, procedures, I guess that that's still far from where we are now. But the good thing is like, for example, the development industry, they already have in place a lot of rules for security purposes, like a lot of standards and procedures um, I, I remember when I was working with uh, Facebook, for example, we used to get a lot, we were developing for them, and we used to get a really, 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 really long form with asking us our security procedures. It was like super long, and it was like you have to go into detail of each of the stuff that you're exposing. So, um, like, the the things that you can do are out there, and they're... Uh, norms that you can follow or standards that you can follow. It it is just that nobody is applying them in the AC. Um, to to give you an example, I cannot name the company, but I can guarantee you use one of their softwares every day on the CAD or Beam world. So we um, we did something uh, that it, that is called bounty hunt. Body hunt is when you approach a company and you tell them like, hey, if I found uh, something that it's not secure in your company, you're going to pay me for it. Yeah. Uh, we tried to contact them about that and they say they didn't have a problem like that and they were not interested in that. Um, two weeks later, <laughs> we found an endpoint that a service they have that basically gave us complete access to process anything we wanted, like anything. For free, and and you will consider this company, uh, the the main company in the industry, but they still have a lot of flaws like that, um, and and it's just crazy because not even companies as big as those that that we're using every day have certain standards or procedures in the industry. It's it's kind of like. The wild wild west out there, so it's 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 kind of hard for for even big companies. That's all, that's that's super super nice to hear because um, I do believe like any organization actually, once an organization starts starts growing into a size that uh, 
you definitely cannot control with uh, just with the human factor. And that's the reason I think also technology starts increasing in, in big organizations is because uh, that's the only way that a big organization can, can operate. Like, uh, I mean, uh, when you work with a team that is uh, about five person uh, uh, group or like a, or something small, it's actually easier to figure out like what's uh, maybe the lack of, of of things that you have in your project, but also you cannot cover all the all the stuff, right? Like uh, uh, you're a small group and you can do just certain uh, uh, efforts and certain goals between between you five. But uh, with a with a team that uh, once once you become so big, uh, it's impossible to know everyone in the company. It's impossible to know every role and every task that a, a person is doing for the company. And there's value in the task for the, for probably there's a, a value for in the in the task that this person is doing in, in the role of the company, but that's when when you will realize that if you have gaps of communication and just gaps be inside the 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 company of communication, definitely you have gaps in everything that you are creating. <laughs> uh, it's impossible that you 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 leave everything just uh, clean as a uh, as I don't know I haven't actually. Uh, know anything that clean that is perfectly <laughs> legit that has no yeah, no issue, but uh, that's that's um that's a good thing to know. Like uh, security is 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 again it's something that we don't use a lot in, in the AC. It's something that it seems that we don't we are not worried about, and and we should because uh, I think at the same time that we pay attention to security, we are actually paying and adding a bigger value. To the work that we are uh, developing, you know, uh, in a bank, you don't you go to a bank and you, uh, because you're gonna be sure that they someone can take your money from, right? They give you all this cloud uh, stuff that uh, guarantee you that your money probably is gonna be in good hands, in a good place, and that's the reason you put it there. And I think that it should be a little bit like that with with, uh, with the industry of AC, because uh, um. I mean, recently, I, I live in Mexico and I have, I, I've been in a couple of earthquakes and recently we have this news about the earthquake in, in Turkey and stuff like that. And uh, and we see all these uh, buildings like uh, falling and, and being uh, destroyed for, for, this, uh, for this. But what if actually, I just picture myself and sometimes I think like, what if we have all the information of, of these buildings and we can actually know if the building is properly built or not? Like they're supposed to be like... Um, uh, well, I, I don't know how it's in the States or in other parts of the world, but at least in, in Mexico where I live, there's supposed to be uh, an office where people actually pass the projects and accept that the project is uh, it, it complies with all the requirements, well, with the main requirements as a structure and uh, architectural design in terms of some uh, standards that they have there, like uh, impl uh, implement. But, uh, but sometimes like it's a difficult um a way to track that everything is perfect if you don't actually have a model. Like in my experience, like without just with 2D drawings, like there's no way that you are sure that uh, the model is like that. And even if you have a model, how can you be sure that the model is actually uh, the, the building is, is, is uh, or has been built as the model specified? And then you for sure, you won't have any like, um, 3D laser scan of the building or like any 
uh, real data of how the, the project was built, like uh, an NES build information that, that's like out of the picture for sure. So it's like, are we actually really paying attention to the security of how we even build the, the stuff and how we store the information that we need for the future? It's the topic you're presenting. It's super interesting because I feel always this, the problem is the people component. It's like you said, you can have a bin model, right? And you, you make it perfectly and the calculations of the structural buildings are perfect. But then, and, 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 and this is what people say about Turkey, is that the, the calculations of the structures of the buildings were correct. The problem was that people were just saving money but by putting less armor, for example, inside the columns or, or in the beams or, because you're, they were saving steel. And it makes, it makes sense from, um, from a point of... of of money, right? Of investment, it's cheaper, but then people can die. But nobody thinks about that because when an earthquake that is so big is going to happen, yeah. nobody thinks about it. It's the same as security. It's like, it doesn't matter. What could happen? Well, it could happen that someone enters your computer and steals all the money you have in your bank yeah. or all the tokens you have in your computer. So kind of like it's kind of the, the same in terms of 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 checks and you and and how you do it uh, for example you can save all your uh, passwords in a in a vault like LastPass, for example but then if you lose your main pass to someone else someone can access it so it, it, it is it's not only about uh putting in a safe place but having certain procedures so one thing that I recommend is don't have any information in your computer. Anything. Just freeze your computer and just always, every time you reboot, everything will be uh, removed. Don't storage passwords on your computer. Don't, like, like the example of the bank you said, you are not going to keep money in your house. A million dollars, you will just take it to the bank because it's much more safe. Well, the same is this. Like, you will storage it in 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 uh, in the cloud in a like a good provider that has really good standards and then you can set up things like the password and not only the password but also uh that you get a message to your phone every time you want to access to those folders so even if someone steals your password they will have to steal your phone as well and your thumb because they need your thumb to open your phone so like there's there are so many things you can put in place that are easy to do. Uh, even your grandma can do it. That will save you a lot of trouble. And I feel that some companies are working towards that, but others have a false, um, I feel, misconception about cybersecurity. Like, hey, we're not going to let um, our users install things in their computers. Or they're not. And that's fine. But then users, and I've seen this in companies, they share passwords through a chat. Yeah. So it doesn't matter all the security you have put in place. If one of your uh, employees is sending their credentials through a, an app like WhatsApp or uh, Messenger or whatever. So it, it, it is the, the people components is the biggest here. And it's a mix between that and certain procedures that people know like, hey, never, ever, ever write down your password, never, ever, ever send yeah. it to someone, use an app for that or stuff like that that is 
should be a standard procedure. And I guess um, people will learn uh, the bad way. They will learn when they get hacked or they will learn. Uh, and and that's, that's the feeling I got right now uh, in terms of security. No, definitely something that... Uh... It will happen, I guess, at some point, like in any cybersecurity uh, industry of the internet, like banks, they spend a lot of money on security. Uh, real estate uh, companies, I've seen they, they pay a lot of security. I have seen few architecture firms uh, that they also are worried about the security. I, I, I wouldn't say it like a lot, but um, at least there's some like trying to figure it out. Um, it is a, it, it is a, also, I believe that like, security is a complex um, uh, approach. And just like you were saying, how can you store the information? What type of uh, security do I need? Do I need uh, to put like uh, uh, a special glass in every window in my house? You know, like uh, what's the what's the level of the security that you uh, you require for your projects and for your for your company and for the product that you are offering? Uh, it will be really different. Like. Um, in terms of uh, maybe an hospital needs something that uh, the casino definitely doesn't need and the other way around, right? And again, architectures and construction should be paying, uh, uh, we should be paying attention to it because uh, it's just adding value to our product. It's just increasing our, 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 our not, not our product, but the, the quality of the information and that everything that we can provide in the future that, uh, you know, maybe we can link it with something like blockchain and stuff like that and and figure out like what, what are the best paths that we can actually share information and be sure that uh, information, this type of information belongs to a company in, or like a client in a specific format. Or, I don't know, there's, there's different ways. But um, to, to end our episode from today, uh, Valentin, what would you say to anyone in the audience, like if they want to get more familiar with security for the AC, uh, what would you recommend them to to do? I mean, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure they can also contact you, and you can for sure like give them great advice of this. But uh, is there any uh, points that you would recommend to, to people to get familiar with cybersecurity for AC? I, I guess the 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 most important things they could do are the easiest. Um, like, like standard stuff, like setting up everything with a, um, double metal authentication with your phone. So if someone has your password, they can get it or your computer, set up a password in your computer and, and make sure that when you're not using your computer, it, it blocks automatically. So nobody can see your computer, uh, be aware of the, if you're connecting to Wi-Fi in, I don't know, in an airport or something, just make like, I'm a little bit obsessive. I wouldn't do it even, even to, to navigate through, through my phone, but like, if you're going to do it, don't open your bank or don't open certain secure sites when you're uh, using those type of uh, connections. Um, just save your stuff. In, in places where it can be safe. LastPass was hacked, yes, as banks are robbed, but there are much more or less odds a bank to be robbed than your house to be robbed. <laughs> so uh, I just encourage people to um, 
to, to just look at stuff that it's easy to do, that it's simple, and always uh, learn a little bit about how everything works. Like, hey, if someone is sending you something through an email that it's uh, 111-234-tommy99 at gmail.com and is asking you for, for personal information, don't do it. Uh, check that it's a valid domain. And if it is a valid domain, you can check what's the company behind it. And, and like, there are a lot of things and uh, procedures that are easy to do. They're not hard. And I just encourage people to start studying that a little bit more. There are a lot of information in YouTube, like, on how to do it. Um, because it never happens until it happens, like an athlete. Yeah. So uh, you better be prepared. Yeah, no, t- totally. Like, um, uh, in Mexico, I have a, I have a friend that, uh, so he's from Mexico City. I'm from another city called Guadalajara. And uh, he came to Guadalajara to start living in Guadalajara. He's just, just when he moved to Guadalajara, he got robbed like two times, like in a term, in a period of like three months. Like he never got robbed before in his life. Like, and he's, uh, he's uh, around the same age that I am. So we're talking about 30, 32 years without actually getting any problem like that. And suddenly in three minutes, like he just uh, gets robbed like two times, like uh, really fast. And uh, and he was telling me this also, like, well, the, I, I never I never expected to happen because I never uh, find myself before or anyone that I familiar with to be in a situation like this. But when it happens, he's like now he's more aware that uh, this this actually exists, that this can happen. And he's trying to be more careful with the with the few things that he can do, like maybe driving with the window up if he has a problem. Like, don't walk around with the cell phone in the hand, just like in the middle of nothing where he doesn't actually know nothing. So, so I think like uh, definitely in order to avoid it, it's good to to start taking good practices before you get to the point that uh, you have a good project and you can get in a big problem as well. Um, the information again is the new petrol, is the new value. And buildings are expensive, buildings are a uh, uh, big industry also in terms of uh, materials, in terms of workers, in terms of technologies. It's definitely one of the biggest industries in the world. Uh, and I think, therefore, we should be paying uh, higher and bigger attention to how we take care of this uh, uh, process that we are. Uh, responsible between all the community and this. So thank you for, for this uh, incredible guidance, uh, Valentin. Anything else you want to add to end the episode today? Uh, oh, thanks. Thanks to you, Samuel. And any anybody can contact me uh, at ValentNovice uh, at Twitter or LinkedIn. And if you have any questions or any concerns, but my only uh, advice before saying goodbye is just stay safe, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Valentine. Definitely, we will leave the Valentine LinkedIn in the in the podcast description. So if you want to contact him and know more about how can you take care of uh, these these issues in your projects, or you're interesting in uh, having more um, a deep, uh, more understanding, comprehensive, and specific conversation about something, definitely uh, contact him. Uh, I have no doubt that he can give you incredible value and uh, perspective on this. And I hope like the industry as well, like it's more familiar with this uh, brilliant topic that uh, we hardly see published at the moment. 
And we hope like in a couple of years, uh, not in the really long, long term uh, uh, time, we can actually have a better infrastructure and better developments that help us to protect our project so we can increase the value of it. So thanks everyone for listening today and we'll keep sharing more, more episodes for the next time. Thanks.